Hello and welcome to the 92nd roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, and I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially automation, paid media, and my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptops. Yes, that's right, it's Microsoft Excel. So if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, implementing scripts, or even you're just cutting your spend on your data analysis tool, just send me a message at hello at mindswan.com or get to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the handle mindswanppc. So this week we have um, Julie Buccini um, lead us in a very active topic on um, about the precipice of major changes in PPC, and that was definitely including the Google Partners changes. Now, um, if you don't know about that, basically Google um, came out with a new an article or a new mandate saying to be um, to continue being a Google partner and being able to advertise that on your agency website. Um, you need to mainly have um, make sure by at least. 50% of your um, of the users or the of the people who have login access to your account um, have passed like fundamentals in the search um, exams that are pretty much like you know qualified at least in search and one other discipline I believe it is um, also you need to um, have be at least at 70% of the recommendations or, or I've, sorry have 70% of optimization score and that's in terms of you know taking the recommendations that Google gives you in the recommendations tabs and also this how you ha- you need to have like a minimum spend of 20 grand um, now I work with quite major um, companies so um, I've, I've done advertising and I feel like a lot of the guys in the PPC chat world also work with like kind of big clients so the spend thing was not too much of an issue but it's all about the whole people needing to be more certified and um, people also needing to take loads of recommendations from Google that's mostly about increasing spends that we had a lot to say about. And when I say a lot, I mean a lot. This is going to be, it was a very active chat. Um, and even though Julie did start off the chat with asking what people did over their weekend, mine was a lot of nothing, which I enjoyed. Um, yeah, I'm just going to just go straight into the questions and answers um, for this chat today because, yeah, we have a lot to go through. So, um, Julie starts off with, are you currently a Google partner? Now, I currently am not. Um, and I was actually quite pleasantly surprised that quite a few people, including Julie herself, isn't um, isn't a Google partner as well. She goes, yep, she's not a Google partner. Gil Gildner says he's a Google partner and has been a Google partner for three years. Um, Greg Finn goes, yes, he is. Kyle Schertz, um, yes, we are a partner and actually have a Google team in office every two months or so. Um, Steve Gibson's, no, not even sure I'm still Google qualified. Must be about to lapse and lapse it will. L Chase, not currently, but I was. I found no value in it and my clients only care about results. Yes. Uh, Michael Fleming, the agency I work for is a premier partner. Yes. Um, um, Colin Slattery replies going, I'm currently a partner and we have been since 2014 slash 2015. Um, yeah, and Jordan Stark replies as well, going with Premier Google Partners. Um, Josh Warner, yes. And, um, and Emma Frank's going still Google certified in all the things, but no longer a partner since I'm in-house now and not linked to a team. So my feelings of frustrations are more idealistic than from personal impact. 
Um, and then we've got more um, from Amanda going, no, not a partner. I'm, um, I'm a one-woman agency for now. Being a partner was a priority for 2020, but with recent changes, I'm deprioritizing. Yes, I think a few of us, including myself, are doing that as well. Um, Julie then goes on to question two saying, um, what was your reaction to the new Google partner requirements announced last week, such as at least 50% of the eligible users listed in their manager accounts will need to earn Google ads certification. Um, and then reply to that. I mean, yeah, for me, in terms of the 50%, we've got a lot of us um, in this, in, in this company that are in the current company that I'm, I'm, I'm freelancing with that are on, um, I do have the, whatchamacallit, certification, and since I contract and I don't need to be on the team, uh, I'm not too really much bothered about that at the moment. Um, but we'll see when I might, the agency starts building up, to be fair. Um, Gil Gilner replies going, going, that makes sense if it was limited to purely agency employees, but it applies to clients and anyone with access to accounts, which is absolutely ridiculous. Clients pay us to be the experts, so they don't have to be. Yes, exactly. And I guess that will start making you think, well, does that mean that we need to take off the people um who have access to the accounts actually now that i think about it more into more detail you know especially for our clients um who have access even though technically you know it's not i'm not ownership of this account and i'm not the one that's going to take the flack when clients complain about this i mean i'm thinking that that's that is a big issue and that's you know what does that mean now do clients now start having to need to do the google exam anyway we'll see um daniel vardy replies i'm fine if it's just my team in the agency but in including clients i'm not going to make my client take the stupid test that honestly no one is actually learning from yes most people cheat um and then we've got jonathan malt replies going seems a little silly i get the intention but not necessarily the implementation um, we've got Colin Sattery replying, the move is another in a long line of Google showing that they do what's best for Google and they don't care about agencies or clients. I'm not surprised, but the move is terrible. The user requirements alone is going to cause le lots of agencies to lose status. L Chase replies, going, the new requirements are not going to make, um, are not to make sure Google... Uh, Sorry, the new requirements are not to make sure agencies serve clients as well as possible or meet high standards. They are focused on increasing Google's bottom line, even if it means sacrificing the client's best intent interests. Steve Gibson replies, I heard um, about this last year and assumed it was already the rule. Just typical Google debauch, <laughs> douchebaggery even. Shouldn't surprise anyone. Um, so yeah, we've got Sam as well replying, going, it's a great idea in theory. But then again, so was the Hindenburg. Um, so was the Hindenburg. But implementation is what matters. And on that front, it's not trash for agencies who do the right thing, plus add their clients to their accounts, openness plus transparency. It actually penalizes them. Um, Amanda replied, go, replies going, having 50% of your team certif certified is a fair requirement. However, clients should still be able to access their accounts at admin level without being lumped into that number. Yes, and that's the main issue. Amit replies going, honestly, I think the exams are unnecessarily. Anyone can easily cheat, so I don't see a value in them. With that being said, I can understand why they would make this change. 
Um, and then, yeah, Jordan replies, not a big fan of the 50% of user requirement. Doesn't make a lot of sense if we operate in client-owned accounts. Um, Julie replies, it seems like an idea that was hatched by people who don't actually work in MCC accounts. But then again, lots of decisions seem to get made without the vantage point of actual advertisers of different sizes being considered. Yes, I totally agree with that. Like Lots of the changes that we get from Google is like, did you actually take into consideration the people actually work on accounts um so yeah it's very very peculiar and then going on to question three we've got um julie asking will you continue as a google partner in 2020 why or why not well i'm not a google partner so that will leave that for others to answer um in quote to question three jonathan replies i took and passed the test i guess it's up to google um and then we've got um colin slattery replying going i'm not going to put effort into it though i worry google will start to punish mccs that are not in the partner program either by limiting capabilities or something else yes i think that Google will start doing that. Kyle Schertz replies, um, I guess that is for Google to decide. We are going to keep doing what we feel is best for our clients. And if we hit the requirements, great. If not, I guess we won't be a partner. Gil Gildner replies, if it doesn't cause us to adjust our strategies or for clients, sure. The ad spend threshold is still pretty low and we probably will we probably get close to the requirement threshold anyway, but we will not negatively change strategies in order to get a free coffee machine each quarter. Um, Amit Cabra replies question three is going yes and no yes if we're still badged after this change then great but we're not going out of our way to keep the badge I think the changes are frankly dumb and I refuse to bend over backwards for something that doesn't really matter that much Daniel Vardy replies to question three saying only if it aligns with our core value if it's a choice between a badge and the best interest of our clients sorry easy choice um, yeah, and then um, El Chase replies, Google partner a few years ago was helpful in discussions. Google's own brand name has fallen a bit with clients due to the insane number of phone calls and emails they get constantly to anyone attached to a client. There is no longer any benefit, so no. And in reply to question three, we've got Greg Finn going as the new rule stand. No, don't want to be associated with that. And he's one there's already a partner. Margitsson replies um, to question three, saying, saying um, NA, but I mean, it just depends, I suppose. If you're using it as a selling point, can't you just use Google certified instead? I trust that clients don't have any idea what the partner program is. Yeah, neither do I. And if they do, they want to access, um, they want access to betas and their best practices. Um, Amanda of um, Amanda replied to to question three, saying, "I would try to get partner status if it means I had um, an experienced Google rep that was helpful. Badge would be nice, but not essential." And then going on to question four, we've got Jonathan Maltz replying saying, in an ideal world, I'm honestly not sure. Someone needs to judge performance, but who? Under what criteria? Uh, Michael Fleming replies to question three saying, honestly, I'm not sure I can see them sticking to this tough this stuff once agencies um, don't meet their requirements they wouldn't be able to come and try to sell us and our clients on increasing ad spend cal Schultz replies question four saying in a perfect world the partner program should be all about retention and results 
quotes. If clients keep spending or increasing spend, they are probably happy. Give us the beaters and call us your partner. Daniel Vada replies to question four saying, I think I'm okay with Opti score. As long as we don't get punished for not accepting them, I would like the stupid test to go away. They expire every year and have like five of them. Maybe based on how many times someone logs into the account, um, logs into accounts and make optimizations. Gil Gilner replies to question four saying, dedicated account rep for every agency or qualified freelancer would be the most useful perk. As far as membership, I think a higher level credential or training program might be more useful. And Ramella replies to question four saying, um, instill trust in clients that the agency partner is vetted, trustworthy, has their best interest in mind and is a true differentiator. Right now, it means nothing because clients don't know or care that it exists. Um, yeah, and then we've got um, Colin Slattery as well replying to question four saying um, I ch it should include support from real experts who actually work at Google and not some outsourced firm, They're like from India, to really honestly say most of the time. Lindsay Casey replies to question four saying in a perfect world, we'd have knowledgeable Google reps who were more than third party salespeople with a quota. Um, and then, yeah, with um, Sam replies to uh, question three saying this is my exactly my um, eight answer to question three well said and that was me saying yes if we're still badged after this change then great but we're not going out of our way to keep the badge and in reply to question four greg finn replies saying access to more training webinars and online events updated helpful tests for employees better support l chase replies to question four saying high spend thresholds the spend is silly as low as it is I am solo and spend a crazy amount. Certifications of whoever is managing the account also make sense. Clients will fire PPC folks who do not meet expectations. So that part is organically taken care of. Um, and then we've got, um, yeah, Julie replying to um, Mark Gustafson saying they already are. Have any of your clients gotten emails or calls about how there are serious issues that need to be optimized yet? So that's a reply to Mark going that, yeah, we get they get inundated with calls um, from Google to the clients, actually. Thankfully, I cut that off at the pass from the beginning, but it's out of the, my, her hands. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Steve Gibson replying to question four saying it shouldn't exist. If you do direct mail, you don't go learn it from the post office. You don't learn newspaper advertising from the New York Times. <laughs> And then we've got um, Jordan Stark replying to question four saying, I think early access to betas and special programs as well as Google's data would be a good incentive for a partner program. Give me an edge. And Ramilla replies to question four saying, no more direct sales to partner program clients. Another issue to be resolved. Google reps going around us to the end client and recommending suboptimal strategies. This creates client confusions at best. FUD at worst. I'm not sure what FUD is. Um, well, I'll continue with that. And in reply to question four, we've got... Um, um, Steve Gibson going, um, I remember years ago, I was on a forum where a bunch of SEOs were saying there should be some standard certification in SEO. I thought it was a was dumb as hell. So why should PPC have a certification? Um, and then we've got um, Amit Kavra replying saying, in my wildest fantasies, the program would be about keeping clients and the results you get for those clients. It's easy to get clients, but it's hard to keep them. And, if, and it's even harder to continually keep providing results that make a difference in their business. 
business. So when she says it's easy to get clients, she's saying that with inverted commas, it's it's easier than keeping them, to be honest. Um, Mark Gustafson replies to four saying, honestly, I think it's what they're doing. It's their best interest in our best interest in our best interest, though. Have reps that are industry vets and um, understand more than one way of doing things. Provide advice to all approaches. Give us all the industry data we want. Um, So I'll repeat that again. He goes, honestly, I think it's what they are doing. Um, it's in their best interest. In our best interest, though, have reps that are industry vets and understand more than one way of doing things, provide advice to all approaches, give us all the industry data we want. Um, In reply to question four, John Kagan goes, um, I like the old model where it showed which agency met the high standard, got cited for it, got new biz leads via Google for it, and regularly tested to cut out the hacks of the industry. Yes, that's a very good point. Um, And then Mark continues his answer to question four, saying their training program and certification process are actually good, in my opinion. It's just that the content favors their business growth more than our clients. Google is just too damn blatant at increasing their revenue, being more tactful, please. And Sam actually replies to that, and I won't read the whole tweet, but he mainly said that he actually doesn't want Google to do that because if they're actually more you know, a little bit more sneaky and secretive about it. It allows us to actually show that Google are doing something. Um, you know, it's harder for us to show that Google are actually doing something wrong. If they're blatant, that it's all about them trying to get their revenue. We can easily just tell that to the clients and keep winning the trust of the client, which I totally agree with. Julie then goes on to question five saying, are any sites you work with being or going to be impacted by CCPA that went into effect in January 2020? And that's Canada's data protection law along the lines of GDPR in Europe. So, yes, we do have some Canadians in our group, so I'm sure some of them will have be affected. And in reply to that, we've got Gil Gildner going, I'm pretty sure Google Analytics latest removal of ISP or service provider metrics is a result of CCPA. That affected one of our B2B software clients. They used this to see which enterprise clients visited their sites. Interesting. Dogar Thomas replies, none of my clients are directly impacted, but I'd honestly say that if you aren't preparing for a CCPA-like data program, you're going to be um, SOL in the next five years. So I feel that's out in the cold, something like that. Or just, yeah, not being able to use um, Google Ads properly. And yeah, as I was saying earlier on where uh, Mark had said their training um, program and certification process are actually good, in my opinion, Google is just too damn blatant at increasing their revenue. Be more tactful, please. And Sam replies, actually, please don't. It's actually easier to explain the blatant than it is to explain the insidious. Be jerks. In some weird, perverse way, this changes. Um, this change has actually created a lane for good agencies to differentiate. Yes, I definitely like the idea of that. Daniel Vardy replies to question five, saying to my understanding, if you are working with a programmatic vendor or attribution model that heavily rely on their third party cookies, you need to have these discussions with them. They will tell you nothing will be different. They are not telling the whole truth. Julie replies question five saying, if you're doing business in um, Canada, you need to be thinking about CCPA enforcement is set to start in July 2020. So, yeah. Are you one of those people? (laughs) Um, 
And then going on to question six, we've got Julie asking, how concerned are you about ent entities like Chrome announcing that they will stop all third-party cookie tracking and Safari's ITP continuing to expand what it blocks? So yeah, I feel there's still going to be ways of getting your data um, and Google being able to track things that are not, or Google still wanting to track things um, that are third-party because, you know, why would they want to lose money in that way? So um, yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest, at the, at the moment because I feel just Google are still going to find a way um, say of saying that they are Google are still going to find a way of doing the Google third party tracking and just not making it seem like it is you know third party tra tracking I'm not sure about that and how that really benefits them um, in the long run Jonathan Maltz replies to question 6 saying attribution has always been a problem and to some extent this makes it worse um, it's kind of nice from a user privacy perspective. Um, Gil Gildner replies to question six. Um, going, we saw a huge drop in Safari attribution last year because of ITP 2.0. My answer, it doesn't matter. I love the idea of it personally. Tracking has been long overrated as a USP for digital marketing. And in the long run, we'll all go back to branding. Hmm, interesting. I don't know. I feel it's not... Branding is... There's a big push. There's a big case, I always say, for branding. And I'm always trying to get branding in there. Um, but yeah, I think it's also definitely all about conversions. We still get clients like... Um, we had a, had a call with a client today that really were pushing even... Um, that we should not even spend as much on brand because it's not actually working for them as well um, in terms of conversions and um, delivering sales for them. So yeah, I think sales is still big on people's minds and if they can't do that with Google, they might just stop using Google altogether. Um, so yeah, Sam then says 10% um, I've audited two accounts over the last few weeks where that number was 20% to 50%, which is shameful, both run by Google partner agencies on autopilot, both with significant 50% or more in wasted spend, one of which didn't have any conversion goals set. So yeah, I think that's um, in terms of like the optimization, opti score being <laughs> quite high or, or low for some previous agency accounts. Um, in reply to question six, Dogar Thomas replies, excited, the, cur the current pendulum swing is towards a more holistic perspective in marketing and not to a channel-specific one. The kind of thing is another reason to talk difficult numbers like overall multi-channel revenue with clients. Colin Slattery replies, truthfully, I think better user privacy protections are in general a good thing. I think when Google is doing anything um, though it is to protect and further entrench its monopoly power. El Chase replies to question six, saying privacy, privacy is something that will continue to have an impact on what we will be able to see or track. feel like this has just started and we are marketers. We as marketers will find other ways as we need to. In general, I like the idea because I do believe it is better for everyone. Julie replies, ironically, if all of this comes to pass, marketing will go back to being more like it was before digital. I personally look forward to relaxing off the ob obsession with exactly where every dollar went relative to a conversion. It has never been that simple. And then we've got Daniel Vardy replying to question six, going, not worried. I think digital advertising is here to stay. It's just a matter of who will figure out best around this restriction. Maybe let's, um, maybe it's, 
maybe it's the safe rooms clean data. Let's face it, we have given up our personal information a very long time ago. Very true. Um, and then we've got um, Andrew Miller replying to question six, going concerned about the current state. Yes, there's too much money at stake for media or publishing or programmatic networks to simply walk away. The cat and mouse game of user tracking and attribution will continue. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And in reply to question six, um, Julie continues saying, Google seems to also carve itself out from the Chrome cookie backing. If I'm reading the articles right, so they will have a higher level of access to data, I think. Convenient bloat, Facebook cloaked in user privacy. Hmm, interesting. Um, and then we've got Sam replying to question six going, let's be real. Google is only doing this because they have a workaround and think this will deepen their moat. Yes, I agree with that. So I just feel that they will have a workaround of getting that data um, within their system. Um, and that will mean that, yeah, they'll just have more data and more ways of actually tracking us. So I don't think they're really going to give up that control. Um, we've then got Steve Gibson replying to question six going, I wrote a blog post about this a few weeks ago. I'm not worried. There are a lot of people who are highly motivated to figure this out. Um, and John Kagan replies to question six saying it will force us to focus more on prospecting media than retargeting. It also just ultimately strengthens Google, which then leaves me asking the question to Google who hurt you. And then we've got uh, Mark replying to question six saying, if there's anyone that's happy about these changes, it's Google as last click will be least affected. Another win for G. Um, and then we've got, um, Camille Karras replying to question five saying, we do have sites impacted by CCPM, plenty of clients not taking it seriously. I suspect June will be a very stressful month for us. Oh, good luck with that. Julie Jen continues with question seven saying, are you actively doing anything in your accounts now to prepare for the googie, <laughs> for the cookie apocalypse? As some are calling it, the cookie apocalypse. Oh, well. Um, so, yes, I'd actually yeah, give a response to that. Apart from, yeah, just making sure clients know, trying to use as much of their first party data as possible already so that, you know, we can get some, you know, good, um, what should we call it, some good um, in insights already and not get too affected by the change. Yeah, nothing much more than that. Um, Jonathan Maltz replied to question seven saying, got any ideas that don't have involve selling clients on too much extra? Otherwise, as another commenter here says, do good marketing and let the rest follow. And then we've got Daniel Vardy replying to question seven saying, we sent an email to our clients and discussed it with them. Also had calls with programmatic vendors and first party data suppliers researching data clean rooms. And I think that's the best response we've got on there. Um, we've got Julie then going on to question eight saying, last question of the day, where do you think the privacy of versus advertising data struggle will ultimately settle out? And I said that I, will, I don't have an answer. I didn't have an answer during the chat, but an answer now about where the struggle will um, end up being. I think it's going to end up on the side of privacy and us trying to do more for it. I don't think we'll be succeeding. I think there's still going to be a little bit of deception around it um, in terms of, you know, advertising data struggle. But um, yeah, I think we're still going to be trying, you know, to get the data. We still want the data. And I feel still think um, customers just don't want to feel like they're being watched, but they do want, you know, targeting the specific to them. And they want things to be able to find things easier and be able to, you know, buy things easier. So I don't know. It's like, what do you want, privacy or targeting you can't have both so i feel that we're just going to try to appease them by making it look like we're being private 
but actually target them, you know, in a way that means that we do have more of their data than they realize. Honestly, that's the God honest, God honest truth for me. Um, cause yeah, we're human. We're not, we're not saints. Um, Jonathan Maltz replies to question eight saying no idea, but we've seen issues for a long time as a result of ad blockers and the like. Now it's just taking center stage, but anyone with a technical or client audience has been feeling the pain for a while. Dogar Thomas replies to question 18 in the US. I think CCPA's informed opt out method is probably going to be the main part. So having that data inventory is going to be a necessary set of tasks. I'm personally intrigued by no analytics, digital marketing, and how that can work with agents. Gil Gildner replies to question 18. Eventually, we will be able to figure out how to keep advertising targeted without trying to be specific without trying without tying it to specific identities honestly though there has always been room to improve targeting i still get display ads targeted to houston i haven't been there for like five years so yeah you need to do better better targeting that than that Marco system replies to question 18 privacy will win i really don't understand the relevant ads are better than non-relevant ads argument by some in the industry it's bs and no one wants to trade privacy for better ads that being said privacy is a fraud nothing is private yeah i agree with that too Colin Slattery replies, I think most of the web will shift from an advertising-driven model to a microtransaction model that is seamless and low-cost because people will realize the ad model is broken for users, privacy experience, and publishers. Um, Daniel Vada replies, there's going to be a lot more emphasis on first-party data, also increase in content targeting versus audience. At some point, someone will come up with tools that scrub user information from multiple channels and able to connect the dots. Um, and we've got El Chase replying, going, marketers have always had to learn and grow. Remember when catalogs were the big thing? Yeah, I think Argo still use, uses them. <laughs> Privacy is a good thing for society and we will use um, whatever other tools we have available to uh, to us to reach customers. Um, Zimiste, so ZM Stay even, says, oh boy, first minority report with full facial um, recognition, CC Bank Trans, GPS. Everything you do is data to be used. Second, per second personal data collection becomes a new SSN, closely protected and controlled by the person getting paid for advertisers to use your data. And then we've got Emma Franks replying to question eight as well, saying hopefully it will end in a return to creative marketing and big ideas that made advertising that is what it is today. I fear the measurability of digital has allowed us to get away with campaigns that fall well below our potential. Curbing that might be just what we need. Um, and then, yeah, Jonathan Maltz replies to question 18. It could be like right to repair. Once it hits a few states, similar legislations will uh, spread. Um, and then, yeah, I think Dogadan continues saying, I think a further knock-on effect will be questioning if one-to-one -one was ever actually, one, happening, two, more effective than mass marketing. Given the extreme high levels of fraud and programmatic, I have my opinions for sure. And then we've got Amanda going, um, high-end brands do not tolerate black box tax tactics. I would think getting national brands to spend more on Google ads would be more profitable than getting the blouse-bound barn in Schitt's Creek to run smart shopping without an agency. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Cami Karras replying to question um, 18. As a Californian and a consumer and even as an advertiser advocate, I hope CCPA-like privacy protection spread. I believe it helps small businesses in the end. 
Um, and then, yeah, we went through that. That's been our hour of this chat. We've got Julie thanking um, everybody for joining in and giving their very, um, yeah, opinionated, you know, answers and very, like, yeah, active advice um, on this chat. Um, did you find any of that useful? I think, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things we need to prepare for. I don't think, honestly, that we need to be as panicked as some of the previous changes Google has made um, before. And I feel this is one of those where as long as we're still servicing our clients properly and and um, giving them the sales out of their, their advertising campaigns, um, yeah, Google really can't do anything about that. So I hope you found that chat useful. Um, you know, please let us know, give us um, any feedback um, that you have about um, the chat. Um, and yeah, if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions, do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com. And remember, for your campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.